Hey everybody, Craig Adams here. Welcome to my podcast. Today's day is Monday, March 30th, 2020. This is going to be a topic discussion episode. I'll go through you know, a timeline of the sponsorships on my YouTube channel, brands and companies that I'd like to work with in the future, and what my strategy to make that happen might look like. And then I'm going to close with some advice for smaller creators looking to work with brands, what they should do, my advice, what I would have done if I started over again. So let's get into it. My story as a video creator working with brands starts like most YouTubers, I would guess. I added my email to the about page on my channel. And that makes it really easy for anyone to reach out, especially brands and especially Amazon sellers. These are, you know, people selling whatever on Amazon. It depends on what type of channel you are, but a lot of people review products and services on their channel and these Amazon sellers want you to link their product on the video so that they can sell more things on Amazon. And You'll probably get some of these people reaching out to you. A lot of weird stuff. Maybe ever so often, something that you might actually want yourself or to review for your channel, something that makes sense. If you're a makeup channel or, you know, there's there's probably makeup things that might interest you. But as a wedding filmmaker, I was making videos for just camera people, video tech things in general. So I'd get like gimbals. I, I did a Zion Crane 2 gimbal video and the seller reached out, wanted me to link the their product in the description to make a review and they, they sent out the gimbal for free. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? I kind of want a gimbal. I'll do this. No contract, nothing. Usually there's no strings attached. So it's very easy. I did a MSI gaming computer review. I think it was like a $2,000 computer tower or something set up that they were willing to send out to me uh, just for a dedicated review. I'm not really making any money. Like technically I could sell the computer after the review is done, um, but it's more of like a trade. So yeah, I've done like some DJI drone reviews and the company sent me drones like Sony camera reviews. I work with Apple and they gave me the MacBook Air to review. I'm not making any money directly. I'm just getting the product for like a dedicated review or something. And I guess over time, I've done less of these. And as the type that I would accept changed, I, I guess I it was it had to be a product that I wanted, you know, like maybe a MacBook Air or something or something valuable, like the MSI computer. I, I knew that I could resell that or I could just have it in game. So that changes over time. And and like I said, I've kind of stopped doing reviews in general just because I don't want to do those, but the value just isn't there. Like I started asking for money from these people, these companies on top of just reviewing their product, you know. But I would say as I moved away from weddings into more travel stuff, my first big break came... Uh, from my first time in Tokyo, Japan travel film. I think it's getting close to a million views. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the company. It was like Japan Abroad or something. It was like an agency, tourism agency in Japan. 
wanted me to come to Japan, make a vlog about all the cool things that we're doing. And I guess the, the goal was to get American tourists to come to Japan to do things around Tokyo. But I actually got this job referred to me from another video creator who couldn't take it. And that's cool. You know, we were just friends online. He couldn't take the job, so he referred it to me. And that was awesome. And it was really cool because this was a paid trip. It wasn't originally paid. Uh, they just wanted to do like an all expense trip, uh, cool things for me. But I actually negotiated a little bit of pay. Like I think it was only a thousand dollars, but I thought that was really cool. Like we signed the contract, we made it happen. And that's, you know, it, it was especially starting out. That was like the next step. I was super excited just to be given cool opportunities to make, you know, videos for my channel. I was just like, throw some cool things, some cool food, some cool activities, you know, put me in contact with some other cool creators and we'll make a cool video. It's like, cool, cool, cool. Uh, oh yeah. D dedicated video. I'll do that. Whatever. No worries. This continued. Uh, I think it was like last year I did Volvo, maybe two years ago. Um, I can't remember. I don't know who got me this job. Maybe another video creator similar to the previous Japan one, but Volvo brought me out to Gothenburg to shoot some video doing the same thing, just cool things around the city involving Volvo. Uh, they showed a new product. It's like a commercial, but more fun, I guess. That was my Volvo 360C video. You can watch it on my channel. But this was a an all-expense-paid trip, and they wanted a dedicated video. So once again, this was just cool things, cool experiences. You're not getting paid, but you're not spending any of your own money, and you get a cool video for your channel. So it's kind of win-win. Um, but this this kind of gets old after a while. You know, I was... The next one I did was for Sony. This was just directly acquired just through my associations with the company through B&H, I believe, was a good uh, route to be on the radar of Sony people. So Sony brought us out to California, Catalina Island, to vlog with the Sony A6400. They gave us some cameras. It was an all-expense-paid trip with flight and hotel included. You know, once again, cool things, cool people, cool products, make a cool video. Uh, you're not getting paid, though. Um, I would say this all kind of changed. You know, I, I was excited about all these things, and I was still making money through affiliate and other means, but everything changed once I became connected with a creative agency or marketing. I don't know what you call it, but... Space Station Integrations works with creators like myself to do brand deals and to do sponsorships on their content. And how it works is that I never really signed a contract with them, but if they bring me any jobs and I make money with the things that they bring me, uh, they just get a cut, like whether it's 10, 15, whatever percent is negotiated beforehand. Very, very cool. You know, this was exciting. This was new. Um, the first job that they got me was with Storyblocks, and, which is a video uh, stock footage site, but they also do like photos and audio. It's like stock footage, stock images. Um, 
but it, it made sense. It was fun. Uh, the company trusted me to kind of shoot whatever ads I wanted. So I kind of liked that. And before, you know, I was signing contracts, I was kind of just going along with the wind uh, with, with whatever Sony or Volvo wanted me to do. I just sign and do whatever. Uh, with Square, um, with Space Station, you know, I, I had someone who was kind of fighting for me. Um, Space Station kind of works as a middle person between the brand and myself. All the communication, all the contracts, pretty much all the work um, that isn't associated with creating the content for the brand, you know, they handle. So that was nice. Um, and they were making me more money with these deals with Storyblocks and eventually Squarespace and others. Um, they were getting me more money for these sponsorship deals than I thought I could get on my own. So I was happy to go along for the ride and give them a cut. You know, it's a win-win for sure. Um, so the Storyblocks ad was fun because they trusted me. That was back in the fall of 2018. I think the first video I did was why I stopped saving raw video footage, data minimalism video. And um, I was directing people to sign up with my code for Storyblocks. So there is some kind of way that the company can measure the performance of my marketing campaign. Um, but there's also the other side of I'm just trying to bring awareness to my audience that Storyblocks or whatever company exists and that they're cool and that they're supporting creators like myself. That's almost as valuable as direct this person brought this many signups or clicks or sales. So it worked out. Squarespace was the next company that I worked with through Space Station. And they were more into getting like a bulk deal. They definitely wanted me to sign up to do two, four, six deals with Squarespace over, you know, a couple months. But what I've realized is that I, I would like to make way less content than most creators. I, I put more time and effort into the videos I upload and I'm not just trying to get up as many videos as possible. So there's definitely different types of companies that you want to work with depending on what types of videos and the frequency of your upload schedule. So I, I wasn't, I didn't like having to do like six Squarespace ads, uh, cause that would take up six of my videos. And if I'm uploading once a month, it's like a half a year of commitment. So that's, that was a lot for me. So I, I did a Squarespace ad. I think one of the first was how to shoot and edit cinematic travel film for the Mayhun Sung Loop BTS video. Um, so when I was traveling in Thailand, I had a lot of Squarespace ads to do. And that was nice. You know, it was money, pretty straightforward. They trusted me to do what I wanted, but there wasn't much wiggle room as far as, um, you know, increasing the amount that you would make. Or I guess I could have just like taken one or two, but it was just like a lot for me, for sure. But it worked out. I, I think I was hitting their metrics um, of success. Like my videos were getting the number of signups they wanted, the number of views that they wanted on the videos that they attached. So they were happy and Storyblocks was happy as well. So things were going well. 
I did a Peak Design Travel Tripod uh, product review. It was like a paid, dedicated product review. This was brought to me through Space Station as well. Um, that's one of the positives of working with an agency. You know, they are working with a number of creators above or below yourself and following count and influence. And, you know, Peter McKinnon's trash is my gold. <laughs> so I'll take... I'll like, you know, I'll take whatever works for me and they have a lot, uh, a lot of creators to transfer around. So I'll transfer around ads, I guess. Um, so that worked out well. Uh, they gave me the product and then they paid me on top of that to do the dedicated review. Um, I would say this was when I started to try to move away from product and tech reviews a little bit. Um, so I was starting to rethink what type of video I wanted to upload on my channel. The next, um, company was B&H Photo. So I've had pretty good relationships with people in the company. Um, Michael Hollander, Oliver, uh, there's some good people that I'm friends with here in, in New York. So this was brought to, you know, I, I got to work with the company through myself. This wasn't through space station or anything else. Um, I just worked on a good long-term relationship with the company and our first deal, our first sponsored post thing was an integrated ad, uh, for my Chokakira Trek solo hiking in Peru for three days. I think, yeah, this was like what a year, uh, almost a year ago. Um, so this was 2019, pretty, pretty recent. Uh, so they wanted me to talk about B and H and how they help creators like myself create videos like this but then they also wanted me to talk about the bts of the video in person in their superstore because we kind of wanted they they want creators to come into this superstore and use it and uh learn you know it it made sense it, it just everything was great about this deal it was really fun to jet to talk to people and have like an event, not only just an integrated ad, but an event. So that was really cool, really fun. I actually did a second ad with them, hiking alone in New York State Adirondack Wilderness. Um, I didn't do an event talking about the behind the scenes of this, um, but I did test out a new camera. So this, you know, it, that's the wonderful thing about being ace. Like they trust me to do my thing, but they're also not just giving me like a script to say, like almost every video ad that we do is customized in some way to help me help them. So they wanted me to review a new Panasonic S1H camera. So I took that and I shot the hiking film with that. And, you know, I think that might be, you know, how I do product reviews, especially camera reviews. Um, when I review something, I would much rather show you what I can create with it rather than just like talk about the specs because you can just go on the internet on companies' websites like B&H just to see what resolution, you know, what, you know, what's the megapixel, all these things. What people want to see is what you can do with it. So that's what we did with this video. And then they had me come in and talk about my experience with other filmmakers who did the exact same thing, testing out the camera on their own creative endeavors. Uh, so that was great. You know, we did that. And that I definitely want to work with B&H more in the future just because 
those two product projects were really fun to do. And I think they just like really helped them and helped me. And both of those were, they were paid jobs. So not only do I get to create, I, I get to connect with their audience in a way by being talking to, in the Supersore and connecting with the other filmmakers who worked on the project. Uh, I get paid on top of that. So, and I definitely had to pitch them um, ideas of what I wanted to do a little more than like Squarespace or something like that. So it was, it was a little, a little different. Uh, one of the last, um, well, it's not the last, I shouldn't say that, but once again, rethinking how I do product reviews, I did a moment air trip, which was awesome. It, they wanted me to come out on an all expense paid trip, um, to use a new product that they were making a prototype with other creators, other friends, Becky and Chris, and just like Jesse Driftwood and just awesome people. Um, and this was a paid trip and it was a dedicated video. This was brought to me through space station. So, you know, that was great to have relationships with brands like peak design and moment, uh, uh, through space station. So this was fun. I did a trade coffee integrated ad in my favorite hiking gear in 2019 video. I think that just passed like a quarter of a million views. So trade coffee was really happy with how that turned out coffee, man. I can talk about coffee all day. That's such a no brainer for me to, um, you know, sell to my audience. Cause I love coffee. Everyone loves coffee. I hope to do more ads with trade uh, in the future, but this was brought to me through my email on my channel. So another agency somewhere else in the world uh, was working with their client trade coffee and looking for creators to do an integrated ad. So they just reached out to me because they saw my channel, liked my stuff, I guess. And uh, we, drafted a contract and I just did that single one-off ad for them. I guarantee that I hit the metrics for success. So maybe trade is a little lacking on the marketing budget right now, but I've reached back out to them, that agency to do more work and they haven't gotten back to me. So maybe my next step is actually to work, reach out to trade directly. Um, that may or may not work, but I think I would like to work with trade coffee again in the future. Um, I did. So one of my first food product, you know, integrated ads was with Epic bars. And this was in my hiking alone in grand Canyon rim to rim video. Uh, Epic bars is like a meat bar and it was definitely hiking focused. You know, I'm starting to get, well, I got a new audience this year or 2019. I started making hiking films. So, not only did I have filmmakers watching my videos, I had hiking people and there's definitely some crossover, you know, hikers who want to make videos, but it's been interesting to have outdoor companies and food companies reaching out, uh, wanting to do work with me. So Epic bars, um, we negotiated, I think they reached out through my email. This was another separate third party agency, uh, working as a middle person for Epic and, and myself. Uh, we negotiated a good price. Um, I think I quoted something and then they were like, that's too high. What about this? I'm like, okay, that works, uh, which happens a lot. 
Um, but yeah, I think they were happy with how that turned out. And uh, I would like to work with more food products in the future to review on trail. You know, I got to tell them exactly what I wanted to do for that video. Uh, they were like, here's the product. We'll give you the product. What do you want to do with it? I'm like, I'm just going to eat it on the hike in one or two clips. And then I'll talk about it afterwards in the BTS. And they were like, cool. The peak design everyday backpack it was brought to me through space station. Um, it was just, uh, it was in my life update from Empty Bedroom video, which is actually a video podcast. So the video version of my update solos. And I kind of just like rushed through it. I definitely took a gamble on the style. I was definitely going full PewDiePie, um, iDubs, like I don't care about this product, but here it is anyway kind of style. And they just didn't like that at all. And I'm definitely a stubborn person, so I told them, you know, tough nuggies, I'm uploading it anyway. So there was definitely some friction behind that campaign. I would say I'm I'm definitely more difficult to work with than most creators, I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh, I want to do things my way, and I kind of get a little emotional. I have an emotional response when uh, I get criticism, which is something I'm working on. Uh, at least I'm self-evident, self-aware of it. And I definitely had to apologize in the situation of how I treated that brand deal. But I would like to work with Peak Design. You know, I, I, I used their tripod until it broke. And I do still use their products like the clip. And I would like to uh, work with them in the future. But we'll see if uh, that happens. May have spoiled that relationship in some way. But I'm learning. Uh, I'm not that good with people because <laughs> it is a brand, a company, but you're always working with people and you have to uh, remember that. So, yeah. Uh, one of the last ads that I've actually done was this last Christmas and it was for Backcountry. This was brought to me through my email through another agency elsewhere in the world. They wanted an integrated ad for the brand and backcountry is like a pretty big deal in the outdoor community. I know they've they've faced some backlash for copyright infringement battles that they've been initiating on their end, but I I still see them as like a big player and almost like a stepping stone towards a Patagonia or an REI or something like that. Um, so I was happy to do work with them, and the rate was great. It was. Um, bigger than I'd ever seen for an integrated ad. Uh, and it was aligned with my brand. So I was like, yes, let's do this. So I did the ad for winter camping and hiking Mount Hood video, which is kind of underperforming as far as my videos go, but I kind of made it more of a commercial than something I wanted to do. So kind of got a little rushed just because they wanted the video out, um, you know, right around Christmas. So they kind of pushed me to get it out. So, oh, well, I would say that video, even though on brand was kind of like me bending and kind of, you know, selling out a little bit, but I still think it was fine. Um, and one thing there's usually not too much negotiation when it comes to these contracts. Well, maybe there is, and I'm not good at it, but um, 
I was just working with the, with the agency directly myself and, uh, they had 90 day net for payment, which is an abomination. (laughs) I like, it shouldn't matter. You should have money just always coming to you in some way, but having to wait 90 days to get your payment for something is, it's just shitty. Um, so I still have not been paid for that video and it came out around Christmas. So that's just a little, a little insight into the life of a, a video creator on YouTube. So I'm definitely going to fight back and push back against any 90, 60 day net payment terms and contracts. I say 30 days is pretty good. I think that's that's good. It's, it's it's better than ninety days. Fucking ninety days. So yeah, I I've paused any sponsored videos on my channel. I I haven't done any ads in twenty twenty really. Um, it's almost April, and the strategy for the rest of my year, I guess. Um, I'm just uploading less than average. Like I said, maybe once a month. Um. And I'm really trying to think of other revenue streams like sponsorships, uh, calling people out as sponsors and supporters at the end of my videos if they donate to my YouTube membership program. And really just trying to expand my reach, you know, trying to get videos shot and uploaded um, my way just because I know that they're going to get more views, more you know, I'm going to expand my reach if I just level up in a way. If I focus on just growing my channel instead of focusing on making money, um, I think I'm just going to level up into being able to work with bigger brands and bigger budgets. And I think it's working out for me. So we'll see. It just sucks with this Corona stuff happening right now. Um, it's affecting a lot of people. And I know video creators, boohoo, like I'm you know, it it shouldn't be, it's not that big compared to other things, but I've lost some jobs. I've, I'm definitely, you know, hurting as far as income a little bit, but I'm optimistic. I just want to get back on the trail. (laughs) I do have four integrated ads, uh, for story blocks. Once again, confirmed through confirmed for throughout the rest of the year, which should keep me busy. Like this company is so great. I, I took a gamble in making weird ads you know, talking directly to the audience, kind of making fun of their company a little bit. Uh, you know, B-roll is kind of funny, <laughs> like uh, business B-roll, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's kind of lame, um, but they also have amazing stuff that I've used in the past. So it is definitely a company that trusts me to make the ads to promote their stuff and will c- continue to do that. And those ads were brought to me through Space Station, so I'm very grateful for that relationship. Um, Going strong. Very good. I had a Best Western deal pushed from March. I was supposed to do like a Zion shoot for Best Western Hotels. That was actually brought to me through FameBit. Through FameBit is, um, I think, an integrated agency through YouTube, through Google. Um, so once you're a larger YouTube channel, you get certain features that other channels don't have yet and access to FameBit is one of them. So it's basically a woman or someone in my case, it's always been a woman, uh, who has reached out and been like, this company wants to do an integrated ad. Uh, 
for this date, here are the guidelines. Do you want to go for it? And I've had like, this is my second one that they've reached out about. The first time they wanted me to advertise some kind of male, like men's grooming uh, shampoo or deodorant or something. I don't know. And I was like, eh, it's not really my cup of tea. I'm not really into that. Thank you, though. But this time they're like Best Western wants to do an ad with you about hiking or something. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to pitch you this idea. I immediately pitched them. They were like, this is great. Let's go for it. But then the virus happened. So they pushed towards after April. We're going to revisit the idea in like a month or two. So that deal um, is the biggest amount of money I've ever seen for a YouTube video. <laughs> So I'm going to try to, you know, fight for that and make it knock it out of the park. And plus it's Best Western. If I do a good job with that, there's the possibility of doing more ads with them and then also looking good um, for the person working with FameBit. So damn, if I could do integrated ads on my YouTube channel that fit the type of content I'm doing, work with A-list or B-list companies, um, and then get paid more money than I've ever seen before. Uh, that's a win, win, win. So probably more information about that happening, uh, at after April, hopefully fingers crossed. We'll see how all this craziness unfolds with the virus, but I'm in chats with other companies about integrated ads. Um, we chat on email and then we set up a time to chat on the phone I pitched them some ideas about the types of ads I would like to do in my videos to get them excited. Um, those usually go well, um, but I'm not hiking right now, so I can't really take the initiative to be like, I'm going here, let's do an ad. So uh, for those types of things right now, I'm telling them a ballpark figure, like I would say 4,000 is the lowest I would do an integrated ad for right now. Um, like I said, once a month, 4,000 is the lowest. Yeah. Yeah. But to be honest, um, the best Western one, well, I'm not, I mean, I don't want to say, but let's just say it's more than that. So talking to B and H, like I said, love them. They trust me to do my thing and every marketing campaign I've ever done with them, every integrated ad, Every chat in their superstore has been a blast. So I really want to help the people who are helping me. Um, you know who you are. So brands and companies that I'd like to work with in the future, I guess. Yeah, if I use their product or service, it's pretty straightforward. I would like to work with them. So <laughs> I've never, never driven a Tesla. I don't own a Tesla. But if I got the opportunity to do a video about Tesla, I would probably take it. Um, you could check who I follow on Instagram to see the companies and brands that I use and, and follow. Uh, those are the people that I'd like to work with. So I've had chats with all trails, which is the map that I use for hiking, like on my phone. Um, so there's, I would like to work with them in the future. Hyperlight, that's the company from Maine that makes the bag that I use to hike. I'd like to work with them. I've had a phone call with their team and they're, they all seem to be wonderful people. So a quick story about them though. I I've um I've been tracking how many link like how many clicks I send their to their website for people to buy their bag, the bag that I use. 
and I've tracked like 30,000 clicks. So I took that and used it as leverage to prove them, to prove to them, you know, I'm, I'm bringing you all of this traffic, maybe some sales. Um, I'd love to work in the future. So that's one thing that I've done. Uh, Soylent, Mountain House. I'd like to do another sponsorship with Trade Coffee, like I mentioned. Um, anything to do with coffee. Coffee roasters, shops like Verve, Blue Bottle, Stumptown. That would be cool. I would love to do anything coffee-focused. Like, was it Kavita filters or whatever? Yeah. Um, Nespresso, why not? That would be dope. Keurig, hell, I would do that. Sony, DJI, Rode, Apple, SanDisk are all like camera-focused companies that I've kind of worked with in the past and would like to work with in the future. Um, more in the... I'd like to be, do bigger, bigger things. Not just come on this trip for free and make a dedicated video, but like actual campaigns. Um, I see Andy, too, uh, doing a lot of work with Apple and Moment and DJI and... He seems to be killing it as far as A-list uh, filmmaking companies doing work for. Um, and then three that I haven't really worked with yet are airlines, hotels, and travel boards. Um, I'm still doing travel-related stuff, and hiking is always travel-related, tourism-related. So I've seen a couple other friends and creators working with airlines and hotels, like Jeremy Cohen working with, was it W or Aloft Hotels? And then I think I've seen Sam Elkins, a photographer out West, working with maybe TSA or something. I don't know. I've seen some photographers working with airlines and like Soho Hotel and travel boards. So that's something I would like to make a strategy going forward on how to do, how to reach out, how to add value to those people. So yeah, let's get into how all of this happens. Like, what is my advice for smaller creators? Like, what do I wish that I did differently? And how do you make all this happen? Um, I would recommend keeping a list of leads, uh, brands that you'd like to work with, just like how I rattled off ones that I'd like to work with, ones that I've already worked with before. Um, I think Instagram is a great Rolodex to keep this organized and to publicly show your support. And that's, you know, that's a big part of it. Um, you've got to demonstrate your support for these companies. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, you got to figure out what your values are. You got to think about the type of company you would never work with the ones that you do want to work with. Uh, they have to align and overlap with the values that you have. For example, I know Sarah Dietschy has always talked about how she would never really work with alcohol companies, and that just um, is misaligned with her values. So that's a, a good example. You should know that. Um, lists. Make lists. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the next step, I guess, is to start advertising your own product and brand. Um, so before you even consider marketing other people's um, product, service, or brand, or other companies' product, service, or brand, um, do it for yourself. Um, step one. So you can ask people at the end or beginning or during your videos or content to follow you on Twitter, you know, your other social media platforms, follow on IG. Um, so I've been 
posting my Instagram stories at the end of all of my videos for like two or three years now. Ever since Snapchat came out, I was doing it with Snapchat. Then when I moved to Instagram stories, I started doing that. I used the branding colors. Um, I used fun music and then showed all of my stories and then posted my, my uh, username. So it was really easy for people to follow me. Um, on Instagram after they watched a video, they saw the behind the scenes, all the things that I was posting on Instagram. So I thought that was like a great way to do an ad for my own Instagram. And I recently reset it from like 55,000 followers. I think I'm almost up to like 5,000 followers again. Um, but I attribute a lot of my success to those ads uh, to my own Instagram <laughs> starting out, you know, it took a while to get up to like 55 K. Um, we'll see. It should happen <laughs> again. I thought I reset, but that's another story. Um, you know, you, you're just advertising your own stuff. Come to my event, listen to my podcast, donate to my Patreon, ask a question. Um, you got to tell them why they should do these things. Uh, it's, you know, you're advertising yourself your own products, your own services, your own, um, platforms, you know, what, what is the promise you're making for them? If you're asking them to follow you on Instagram, you have to like show them what they can expect and then keep that promise, you know, convincing people to listen to what you have to say is this first test. Um, you just need to start advertising for yourself. Because this is building trust with your audience and you need to build trust to sell anything in the first place. So that's the first test. I would say the second test is to start creating ads for other creators. And this looks like collabs. It looks like shouting out other people in your videos, making videos about your top five favorite other video creators on YouTube. Um, really putting other people's awesome work on blast. Uh, you want to convince other people like who are similar to you or in your category. Uh, you know, it's associated channels, friends. Um, you're treating them almost like sponsored posts. It's the exact same thing. You're uh, convincing your audience to not only follow yourself, but this other person as well. And then you have to tell them why. And then hopefully that other person uh, is how you describe them um, and satisfy the promise that you're making to your audience. And this is what you do over and over again. You make a promise, you keep a promise, and then that builds trust. You keep doing that over and over again, and your audience starts to trust you and listen to what you have to say, subscribe, and feel like your friend. And uh, that's it. That's what you do over and over again. Make a promise, keep a promise. Uh, the third test, I guess, the third step is to develop a real relationship with a brand you'd like to work with. So um, your channel's growing. Um, you're also following brands on socials. You're engaging with these companies, so like all trails. I'll follow them on, on Instagram. I'll use their product. When they post, I'll like leave a comment. I'll engage. If they do a contest, I'll enter it and share it with my audience get people excited about checking out their products, their services, maybe making a tutorial for people how to use all trails. Whenever I do a hike, 
you know, I'm, I'm promoting all trails in little micro mini commercials. This is a tool that helps me do what I do. If you want to do what I do, you can use this tool as well. This is what they want. They love this. The more that you can publicly do this on Instagram, on YouTube, whatever, the more that they see it, the more that you'll be on their radar. And what you're doing is you're, you're creating solutions to their problems. So they want more reach. They want to make money. They want to convert. In all trails situation, they want people to download the app and to use it to be um, a reoccurring user or whatever that term is. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, so you're you're the solution to their problems and you want to be on their radar, on their mind as that person. Over time, you're building that relationship. You're offering value. You're doing things for them. You're not asking for things back. And then eventually, if they, you know, they might reach out to you. Um, they might just engage on social. But if you get a direct email from someone on marketing, that's that's gold. That's bingo. Um, but you can, if you figure out who the right person to reach out to on their team is, uh, marketing is probably, <laughs> you know, creator, creator partnerships or marketing is usually what you're looking for. Start an email convo and uh, you should really ask, first off, I suggest telling them how much you love the product or service, explain how you're using it, why you love using it, and then ask how you can help promote more. Like what is some kind of feature that they're looking to push and get people to understand how to use more? Um, you know, just ask how you can help more. Show them how you're helping and then ask how you can help more. And they love that. You know, you're not asking for anything back and uh, they'll probably respond. Um, and then that's the start of the relationship. You just keep figuring out how you can help each other. And then that grows and grows as the trust grows. So that's how you should reach out. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about when to reach out. So a question that a lot of you asked on Instagram was how many followers do you need before you can start doing sponsorships on your channel? Well, this is a tough question because, well, I got it over and over and over again. I would say this was the number one question that I got when I asked, like, what do you want to know about working with brands? And I almost think it's like a bad question. Like, don't, this probably isn't the question you should be asking. Um, it's a gradual thing and it isn't like a number. It's different for every channel. Uh, I would say I was doing these reviews for free products, but I was also advertising my own thing, my own socials continuously throughout every single piece of content I've ever uploaded. I've always tried to convince people to follow and care about what I've said. So I've been advertising myself forever. Once I started vlogging, um, I really doubled down on collaborating with other people like Sarah and Sam and Chris and uh, Jesse and just all the other creators that I was associated with, uh, Becky and Chris, Peter, um, you know, putting them on blast, trying to convince my audience why they should follow these other people as well. And then it's reciprocal. You know, they do the same for you. They feature you in their vlog. They make a video about how you're killing it or something. And that's been going on, um, not since the very beginning, but more so like New York City vlogging days. 
and I still do it. Um, and then I started doing the free product reviews, getting to go on cool trips, I would say two years ago. Um, all of this was before 100,000. I would say at about 100,000 subs is when I started working with Space Station and doing integrated ads. Um, so I guess that hopefully answers your question. Um, but in my opinion, you shouldn't worry about doing integrated ads or sponsorships at all. You should just be focusing on advertising your own thing, doing the collaborations. And then once brands start reaching out and you start getting offers to do sponsored posts and stuff, integrated stuff, I think that's when it's ready. But you almost have to do these first two steps before um, you start making money. And like I said, there's the whole you need to get on the radar of these companies before they reach out to you or you pitch them. So it's tough. It's a spectrum. It's a gradual thing. And if you think you're going to create a, a YouTube channel overnight, it's probably not going to happen. It's tough. Uh, it took me like five years to get to the point where I am right now, two YouTube channels. And I, you know, you can't get rid of your full-time job, your full-time income until your YouTube channel or your creative endeavor is making enough to live. Like it's foolish to quit your job and to think that you can just bootstrap your YouTube channel into making a full-time income um, because it's a struggle. It's a constant struggle. So it's tough, really tough. Uh, another question I got was how much should I charge for sponsored ads? And, you know, it's tough. It's different different categories, different types of videos, different amounts of work, different content densities. Did you take three months to make one video or did you take one day to make one video? Like those are two different types of videos that probably convince people to do different things in different ways. So it would be different, <laughs> different, you know, you'd charge different for different ads on those videos. But I think you should flirt. You should always flirt with being able you should flirt with being told no. Um, I've almost always overbid uh, projects that I bid on, and most brands you bring down my asking price, like I talked about uh, in the Epic Bar uh, situation. Sometimes they say yes, and I'm amazed, and like that's an awesome amount of money. But you should always be willing to hear, uh, "Sorry, that's too much." And if they say that, you can be like, "Okay, fine. What if we cut it in half? Would you still be willing?" Sometimes they'll say yes. Most of the time uh, they will. Sometimes they just will never get back to you ever again. <laughs> um, yeah, I I was bidding for an away. Um, they make uh, away, away job. They wanted a dedicated video um, using their new backpack. So away makes like travel luggage, but it's like very minimal and cool, cool startup. Um, but I think I overbid... And then I was also a little sassy in the email exchange, I think, because I felt like they didn't know my type of video. I didn't think they understood me as a creator. Um, so I was sassy and I lost that job. <laughs> and then I saw uh, someone that I follow, Will Derbyshire over in the UK, um, doing the ad that I was bidding on. So I was like, okay, at least I lost to Will Derbyshire. <laughs> so it is what it is. Um, yeah. But so you have to start somewhere. <laughs> so you have to, you know, do an ad for X amount of money. 
Um, you know, Squarespace will be trying to convince you to do integrated ads for a thousand dollars or five hundred dollars starting out, and it goes up over time. And you just have to be willing to up your price as your influence grows. So it's a confidence thing. Um, you really should be able to hear no sometimes. Uh, I think that's that's the advice I would give to wedding filmmakers as well. Like, how much should I charge for a wedding film? I'm like, you should always increase your price until you start getting like 50%. No, that's too much. And when you hear, no, that's too much, there's always the opportunity to be like, okay, I'll, I'll bring it down a little bit. Um, but if you're always hearing yes to your price, like I'll do it for $2,000. Yes, we'll do it. Um, they might've been willing to do 5,000. So you gotta be up in it. A third question, should you reach out to brands or should you let them reach out to you? I got this a lot from people. Um, it's a good question. Um, you have to look at it from their perspective. You're really solving their problem. Like if you're working at an agency as a middle person between a, a brand and a creator, um, you get paid. <laughs> you don't get fired if you can bring ads and get creators to do ads for the brand that you're your client. Um, so uh, you just need to look at it from their perspective and try to make them money, make their bosses happy. Um, so you can reach out. Um, but personally, I'd rather let them come to me. It depends. Like, there's also levels. Like, you can kind of get pigeonholed into a level, and you can't break above like the seven thousand dollar range until you get a whole another tier. Um, you can increase the price of repeat ads, like story blocks. Like, I I started out doing maybe one or two ads at a certain price, and then after the success of that one. I was able to negotiate in a higher price through Space Station, or they negotiated it for me, let's be honest. Um, so that's rare, maybe. Uh, repeat business is probably smarter than just one-off deals um, because you do have the opportunity to, one, make larger campaigns, bigger things, like let's do a whole dedicated video or a contest with my audience for this. Um, I was talking to Musicbed about doing a contest with my audience. Like, let's use Musicbed music uh, in a hiking film competition, film festival thing or something. But um, anywho, what were we talking about? <laughs> Any Okay, so one thing that I wrote down is kind of a little sassy, but hey, fuck it. Um, I think that people who complain about unpaid work in general are annoying. What do I mean? I mean, you should know your worth and it's your choice to take a job. Value isn't always monetary and increasing your reach is usually more valuable than a one-time payment. So like I've talked about, um, I've done a lot of work where I wasn't paid a direct amount, um, but it's not the end of the world. And I think growing your audience, growing faster than if you just focused on trying to make money is better. Like I would rather get to a million subs in a year and make X amount uh, than get to a million subs over 10 years, but make 3X amount of money. You know what I mean? So, because I, I think if you want to just grow your reach and make the videos that you want to make, that should be your goal rather than just making a crap load of money, extracting that money and then dipping. Like... 
maybe it's just me being like a artist creator, but I don't think money is like the reason I do YouTube. Um, I do money to like gain freedom and gain freedom of expression and mobility, financial freedom and freedom of choice. Like I just want enough money so that I can do these things and create the content that I want to create rather than just make a million dollars. So, you know, my goal is to grow an audience and an audience who follows my journey and trusts me. I want to be a trustworthy person on the internet. <laughs> I know how stupid that sounds or how hard that is to do, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just want to create content that inspires people to gain agency over their own life. Um, and I understand that everyone has to make money to live, but once again, don't quit your full-time job until your creative brand can support you. And it takes years of constant work to get there. Uh, so I talked about, you know, I talked about a lot of things in this. So if you have any specific questions, hit me up on email or Instagram direct message. Uh, I, I'm very curious to know if any of this was helpful or if this is just recycled information that you've heard from other people or self-help books. I'm sure Matt Diavella has told everyone everything they should know by this point. <laughs> He's killing it in this topic, but I just wanted to share my thoughts. And uh, I, I really like making these podcasts, so let me know if I'm on the right direction here with these things. Uh, there's no direct feedback mechanism, so you have to get in touch with me in some other way. Sharing this podcast on Instagram, like how you're listening on Spotify or Apple, whatever, uh, and then tagging me on Instagram would be a cool way for me to be able to share and see those posts. Um, but of course, leave a review if you have the time. Uh, well, yeah, thanks for listening. This was fun. Take care.